Play-By Podcast is hosted on the Abnormal Mapping Network, which you can find at abnormalmapping.com or support through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abnormalmapping. Just outside of Jupiter's gravitational pull, beyond the boundaries of Europa, Ganymede, Callista, and Io, sits a massive ship graveyard. A vast field of decommissioned and destroyed debris placed there specifically as to not be an eyesore upon House Kennet's glorious commonwealth. The ships moored there passed on their names and salvageable parts to more worthy vessels long ago, and the graveyard is unknown to most folk in the commonwealth. But some life does still lurk within the oft-overlooked quadrant. Scoundrels, killers, and cutthroats of all stripes prowl the area, hiding among the skeletons of Jovian starships, masking their signatures to avoid detection, scrounging for overlooked salvage, or lying in wait to strike at unexpecting passers-by on the galactic slipstream. One such outfit, numbering seven strong ships and a detachment of fighter craft, are a scrappy crew of Jovian deserters turned pirates known to those of the Jovian moons as Vance's Raiders. Welcome to Play by Podcast, an actual play podcast about storytelling through the medium of tabletop role-playing games. I'm Michael, the GM, and today I'm joined by Leon Barnes, hey. Liam Higgins. Hi. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm evolving this. Um, glad to be we'll back. We'll get there one day. Yeah, happy to be here. Happy to be here. And Max Co. Hey, yo. And last time on Play by Podcast, 
We shoved uh, a lot of grouchy people into a small space. You you picked up a bunch. <laughs> you're Uber pooling to 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 Pluto. Mm-hmm. You uh, arrived in the Halation Square in the city of Cydonia on Mars while it was under siege by the uh, forces of House Amano. Uh, after brokering a temporary ceasefire, you uh, rescued some of the folks trapped inside of the shelter at the Halation Square brought them onto your ship, and promised them safe passage to uh, somewhere outside of the zone of conflict. Uh, Where we left off, you were uh, just leaving atmosphere. And I believe before we can properly get underway, uh, we're we're just going to start with some roles, because I believe Beatty has some roles to make, being the navigator. I have a a decision to make. Um, So the first one is not a role. Um, Navigation, I just get to pick one of the positive effects. Um, okay. So the three that I'm thinking about are, I mean, it's three of four. I, I, I'm putting priority on two of them, but the three are fast, so we know a shortcut, so the trip will be shorter. Um, safe, we avoid any, like, meeting with any faction, any trouble on the way there. Or um, pleasant, which gives us a plus two to our cramped quarters roll. Okay. Um. I just, I, I'm not sure which one I want to use. My gut says go for cramped quarters, but I feel like there's a possibility we're going to be cramped anywho, anyway. And, so, and could you extrapolate more on what the, this move is exactly? Yes, this is um, one of my skills that I got from being a starfarer. It's called navigation. And so it says whenever I plan a long voyage, I get to choose one of these. The The fourth option that I haven't put on the list because it's not a priority right now, is profitable, which hmm. means delivering your passengers to where they're going um, gets you money, basically, or, right, right. you know, resources. So is it safe? Is it comfortable? Is it faster? Is it profitable? Is um, it profitable? Yeah, I want to... Can I a... make some money on this? Yeah, I mean... Your, your, your trip advisor. Yeah. But also, uh, you you have the opportunity. I don't think BD would ever do this, but you you have like the very singular opportunity to be a war profiteer right here. That's really not their mo. Yeah, no, I didn't I think, think BD clearly, would ever do anything yes, like that. That is absolutely a way one could play this game. I yeah, I want to say, God, I don't. <laughs> you were you're stressing me out with your like steepling your fingers over your plan so i don't know if i should take the hit to like social issues on the craft to avoid factions or if i should try and make the trip faster or or more comfortable so that's kind of where i'm torn right now Mm, mm. maybe i'll roll to pick which one i'm gonna use (laughs) let's let's just you know put our heart in the cards here Okay, so we're going to make it pleasant. We're going to add a plus two to cramp quarters. Okay, that that's definitely useful considering the quarters are extremely Very cramped, cramped right now. <laughs> like it's rough. To the gills in this uh, glorified mech transport. Yeah. You know, sp- set up a space heater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a space, space heater. <laughs> okay, so am I rolling for cramped quarters or does everyone have to roll for cramped quarters? Uh, the cramped quarters move is triggered when people are trapped together for extended periods of time. Mm-hmm. I think you would each roll cramped quarters and we'll see how your situation p- pans out. Yeah. Ah, shit. When we last left off, um, Beatty was on 
the the flight deck with you know doing the navigation right um so this Otto role will sort of lab. represent a number of days yeah. on the week long like week and a half long trip to the share on freeholds so Otto was in his lab and scarlet is in the um mech bay the cargo hold trying to like inch his way back to his little like smuggler's den yeah so i mean that kind of would insinuate who or pick a group of people we would be cramped with oh god what if somebody finds that that's gonna be find my secret den my hiding spot there's like a child <laughs> in there fremmy's there <laughs> Fremmy's like, hey, this is fun. Oh, uh, we can't stay mad at Fremmy though. No, you're. F- you, I beg to differ. I'm gonna. F- I'm fucking coming after you, Fremmy. Oh God. All right. So um, I think yeah, we yeah. will start. We we can start with you. Yeah. Does cramped quarters? Um. Does that add anything else? Let's see. Uh. I hope not. When you've been trapped in cramped quarters with the same people for a significant amount of time. A week and a half. Choose a character trapped here with you and roll 2d6. Um, okay. So you can actually decide who you want to be trapped here with. You know what? I'll, 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 I'll put El Capitano on the line. I'll say... Um, <laughs> Ambrose? But yeah. the roll itself is not plus anything. It is just 2d6 straight up. Yeah. But I get to add plus two to my roll because of my navigation thing. Yeah. All right. Oh, big money, no whammies. Ooh. First one was a six. Second one was a six. Hell yeah. Hey! <laughs> Can I give someone my plus two? No. Dang. All right. Then a straight up 14. Yeah, son. Hey, boy, your best friends, bud. Pretty much the best you could do, yeah. So Ambrose on a 10 and I plus, get along. Uh, sometimes the close quarters can lead to respect, loyalty, friendships, and even more intimate relationships. Other times it merely reveals one's inner self, true intentions, and wounds in one's heart. Dang. Uh, describe for me, Beatty, how you and Captain Belgard bond over the past few days. Well, I think, th- I feel like, you know, for the amount of time that Beatty's been the navigator on the vehement, I feel like they've gotten to kind of be able to work very well in sync with each other. Hmm. Um, and I think, you know, adding, you know, all these people and all this, like, stress to their workspace has been a little bit of a challenge for them. But the fact that they're so in sync with one another really helps them kind of make their way around it as much as possible. Like, at least I can rely on you and then we can worry about the outside factors kind of deal. So while there are people this entire, like, first couple of days just making their way through the ship, sometimes being pushed into your space, you and Ambrose are just locking them out, sort of? Yeah, I feel like we're addressing, like, issues where there are, we're not, like, just ignoring people if they're talking directly to us but like we're able to work around it well together we're a good team right and there's obviously some some new respect underneath this very tense situation yeah i can always trust him in a stressful situation but you know it helps you know to see a certain level of empathy for the other refugees on here that adds a level of respect to you know how i feel about him hmm and you do notice he is getting better at handling uh, crowds of people who aren't soldiers or aren't <laughs> used to taking orders from people in the military. Yeah. He's, he's getting better at leading a group of civilians. He still has some stumbling points, mm-hmm. but he's getting better. And I mean, clearly Beatty's not perfect either. They're not always the best at social cues, but, you know, they have people's best interests at heart and they, you know, the captain is able to 
kind of called them out on their stumbles so they can learn from their mistakes. And I do think it's kind of a back and forth between you two on that, though, because he, you do notice he does go, go to you for a lot of advice about what to do or say next on certain mm-hmm. occasions. Together, we make two halves of a fully functional social being. <laughs> someone, who, someone who's capable of leading. It just takes two of you. Yeah. Real somebody think play, tank. Somebody play It Takes Two from Into the Woods, please. <laughs> <laughs> But that, that is your cramped quarters, BD. That went surprisingly well for you. Thank God. I've, I needed a win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to Otto. Yes. Ooh. Roll me 2d6. Choose a character who you are in these close quarters with. I've got a character list if you need. <laughs> yeah. I also right. have one. Hit, yeah. Hit me with a few names. Um... Do you want to be like a member of the crew or one of the Sidonians? Can it be one of the kids? It could be could one be. of the kids. It just depends on uh, how do you, how, what do you feel like? Uh, I feel like I, I, the kids are interesting. I feel like I I played that out for a little bit at the end of last episode. I'd like to return to them at some point. But I, give me like a Sidonian. Okay. Give me one of them. I can do that. And by the way, I rolled a one and then I rolled a five. <laughs> you know what? We... The the way we ended the scene with you last week, or, sorry, the way we the way we ended that scene last episode, uh, there was a Sidonian who you ended up talking to. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Named, and I'll give you their name is Elador Stoyer. Elador Stoyer. Sorry, I'm just getting my character sheet out. I know I'm like scrambling for my pencil. <laughs> All right, Elador Stoyer. All right, okay. You, you remember uh, Elador was the man standing in the doorway, uh, ushering the children out of your lab after they'd sort of uh, spent yes. their time there. Yeah, right, 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 right. Outstate their welcome almost. Yeah, I mean, they were all right. Just Sorry? How are we spelling Cydonian? C-Y-D-O-N? Uh, C-Y-D-O-N-I-A-N. Yep. yep. Okay, cool. All right. And uh, you recall asking Elador if he had any like proclivity for the sciences. Yes. And uh, you two have been spending time together in your lab. He's been uh, helping you wherever you see need for it. He's also been uh, that little venture you wanted to take with the, uh, the silicone recordings from Mars, from the Martian silicone. He's agreed to help you out with that as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, I do kind of need a lab hand sometimes for certain right. things. Mm-hmm. And he's been perfectly willing to help you with that. Um, you ha- between all of the experimentation, you haven't had too much time yet to like get to really know Elador, but uh, we'll see what happens on this uh, cramped quarters roll. <laughs> see if you learn anything interesting. All right, sounds good. So roll me 2d6. I rolled a one, and then I rolled a five. <laughs> so that's a six. Oof, fam. Ooh, dude, my my rolling has been ass this season. <laughs> I think it, I literally think like four out of five rolls or something have started with a one. I would maybe recommend a oh, new yeah. dice set. Yeah. No, I I can't. These are good dice. It's just they're not rolling for me right now. Every, They've in, got bad vibes. And one of the vibes gotta, on these dice are rancid. Well, the, die, the vibe on the D6 is off for sure. The other ones yeah, might be. You gotta, you gotta give your rolls a little more juice. See if that helps. 
Yeah, I do kind of just like flop it. Just wing them into the back of your dice tray. That usually don't works for me. Don't flop the dice. No, you well, I don't flop it. Really like, I roll it, obviously. But yeah, I'm just like, but, but, you got to do a fling. Well, hang on. Just... You're speaking to someone who's like a lifelong Yahtzee player. I know how to roll a dice. How dare you? It's just not Yahtzee for Liam Higgins. It's just not falling for me right now. Mm. It was falling for me last season, I believe. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's fair. Really, yeah. Yeah. Really, no, we should get a dedicated fan to go back and like track we our need play by podcast stats. Yeah, we need stats. Yeah. Like who has the highest average role? It wouldn't be that hard to find out. You just have to also, can someone role. do a deep look into uh, Liam's Yahtzee history, please? Well, yeah. I, I actually do have like all of the games between me and my dad saved for like five to seven wow. years or something. Yeah. It's time to make oh a Netflix Oh my God, put doc. that out there. I'll try to find uh, it when I'm home next. <laughs> so Liam, yeah, yeah. Otto. Yes. Uh, Describe what caused the newest hurt feelings or bad blood between Otto and Elador. He he was a little too eager to help. He was the the kids were fine, but I because I can give them leeway. But he was just a little too rubbed you the wrong way. It was sort of he assumed that I needed help, and you know what? I sometimes I do, but I'll ask for it. I don't mm-hmm. want it. I don't want it to, you know, I, because I work. I've devised a system of working where I can work efficiently alone, and I don't mind teaching the younger generation about my tools, but I, but I kind of resent it when just a, a normal person is messing my shit up. Kids aren't mm, normal people. <laughs> so, so you, you, ju- you just been used to working alone for so long and now you yeah. have, you, you feel, you feel a little little, pushy. Yeah. And you have to, you have to give kids the leeway to be idiots. And then that's how they work through all that stuff. And so they're sensible adults. But Elador uh, similarly does not pick up on that cue. Yeah, he's not bad. It's just that like he keeps trying to insert himself when it would just be easier for me to do it alone. I see. I see. Some broken beakers over and he, this. And he wants to, you know, he he wants to be helpful, and you know, because he knows that we're kind of doing them a favor. But you know, he doesn't have to. It's okay. He can just chill out. And I'll say, since we're sort of going with the first couple of days of this. Uh, It'll be like around this, th- th- this event happens around the midpoint of day two and then Elidor leaves your lab in a huff after you confront him over this. Oof. Oh, man. Does not return for the remainder of the, the second or third day. God damn it. Wolf. <laughs> so we've got the, the big success from BD and the <laughs> big failure on the part of uh, Otto. All right, uh, split Scarlet. the difference, Scar. I got to get that midway. I, I feel like I know who you're going to say you want to be trapped with already. No, you don't. I do. It's Cherry, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> you, you shut the hell Dunn up. Dunn told us last time. No, I didn't. So who is it? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Cherry is the answer. Valid response, it is, I guess. It's Cherry. It's Cherry. I knew it. I'm starting this. <laughs> okay. Someone's got to sail this ship. Cherry Scarlet <laughs> is the new... Uh... <laughs> Actually, we determined their ship name is Katsusakura, Katsusakura, like the mech. God. There you go. It, it all played out. They're the new Lyra Hollybell. Mm-hmm. Listen, you shouldn't have named them Cherry. In hindsight, is often 2020. Go ahead and roll those 2d6 for me. You could fuck this up. Oh my god, I just thought about that. I could fuck this up. Let's give it a go. <laughs> Let's give this a shot. I'm steepling my fingers Will in this my shit brain. Sail? Uh, yeah! <laughs> what we got? I got an 11. Wow. You could not You could do better, but that is a 10 plus, so... <laughs> do better, bitch. So, you so could have had a 12. Like the, 
we get like the the somebody smeared Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> Very soft <laughs> focus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somehow there are rose petals falling inside the ship. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, uh, Leon, you, you, descri- you describe how the two of you bond over the past few days. Uh, I've just kind of been watching her do medical work. Not mm. helping. <laughs> Not, Not helping. Help. Not really helping, just observing, because if I helped, I would probably end up killing someone. Jesus. So this, so this By proxy. Not necessarily the scene uh, on Naboo in uh, Attack of the Clones. No, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like sand. Rough and it gets everywhere. everywhere. Not like you. Just kind of off to the side, admiring the work. It started out with me just being like, why are you trying to save them? They're going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of explained the importance of life. Mm. Here's why you should care about people. <laughs> Pretty I much. I can't explain why you should care about people. Uh-huh. And yet here I am doing that. Maybe he hands her like a, a, a bandage or a scalpel or two. Oh, no. I've just the only bit of helpful intake I've done is just like that bone is not supposed to stick out like that. I'm, I'm very well aware. Man, she needs to work on her type, huh? <laughs> Listen, I'm guessing it's one of those cases where it's like he probably means, well, he just doesn't know how to express feelings. Also, you know, bonding in times of trauma. That, yeah, that usually you know, helps. It's a, listen, things happen when you're cramped in a really tight cargo area with no way out. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't, like, made it worse, at least. I mean, it started off worse. I pointed a gun in the air. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I think you really improved from threatening uh, helpless people and small children. I like to think that's where she started to notice. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you're not an entire trash can. Cool. Yeah, I'm not a... Co- <laughs> You can't go any lower from there, really. So yeah. it's kind no of only an upturn. Yeah, it's like I graduated from dumpster fire, and I've now been, I've now been like a. Now you're like a slightly more livable trash can. Yeah, yeah. I'm no like longer on Oscar fire. Oscar the Grouch's trash can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a luxury trash, a recycle bin. Yeah, <laughs> one of those with a lid that, like, you step on it and it it opens automatically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was thinking I went from the city trash can to just a house trash can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty city much. House, field mouse, city trash can, field trash can. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to believe that's what's happening. That's how this uh, relationship is blooming. Mm. Mm. Okay. That's cute. That's good. This is a meet cute in space. <laughs> this is this is just a tacit endorsement of uh, Inuyasha Kongome dynamics. Yeah, basically. Listen, I was not thinking about that the whole time at all. You weren't? I think you were, and so was No, I, I really wasn't. You were thinking about that. <laughs> I haven't stopped thinking about that. <laughs> I was not thinking of Inuyasha at all. Kagome! <laughs> to keep uh, yourself and the Sidonians and the rest of the crew of the Vehement aware of the goings-on while you guys are in transit, uh, you've met, you, you set up a connection to the sector net, and you receive a number of updates about the situation back on Mars, the the response of the Rectified Solar Union, and Otto. Yes. You you in particular find this interesting. In the article that you find about the the RSU's response and the oncoming uh, unpleasantness, uh, you you see the, the von Furstenberg name. My question for you, does Otto have any siblings? Uh, yes, but they're quite uh, estranged, you might say. Older or younger? Older, hmm. I'd say. I'd say he's 
either some you know sort of either one of five or the youngest of three you know so that sort of right mm-hmm. i don't know why i'm doing the character that sort of thing that would probably be what it would be mm-hmm. when you see this name is your sibling is your is it a brother or sister brother is your brother leading the rectified solar union's forces they're a little uh expeditionary force to deal with the Amanos, or are they simply a part of it? I'd say he's maybe a high-ranking sort of officer with potential to, you know. Ah, so if it's like a like a three-pronged uh, leadership structure, and one of the von Furstenbergs is one of the, the generals. Yeah, sort of like... Or admirals. Like sort of waiting in the wings, almost. Ah, I see. Second in command, perhaps? Yeah, but he's, you know, he's he's embedded in the leadership structure, for sure. He, he's some sort of brass... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He would have big epaulets and whatnot. And so now, Otto, you are aware that one of your brothers is going to fight on the Martian front. That's really not what I needed to hear at this moment in time. <laughs> really puts a damper on things, especially after uh, everything that's going on with you and Elador and the refugees. Yes, yes. It's rather complicating. I So... One could say that my personal life and my old life are at odds. One could say. Having kind of a rough week. <laughs> yes. Although, although I must say my plight is nowhere is in no way comparable to that of the uh, children on our on ship. It doesn't mean I can't complain about it. But that is how the three of you spend the first few days of your trip. Yeehaw. Nice. And then. <laughs> and then. <laughs> and then. There's always an end. Then. The Fire Nation attacked. Motherfucker. <laughs> I knew I should have chosen safe. Oh, well. <laughs> See, this is why I was hoping you wouldn't choose safe. Well, yeah, but you could have fucked me over and picked a different faction, because I only get to pick one faction to avoid. What Ooh, what faction did you pick, by the way? I would have picked... Um, well, I probably would have picked uh, Jovian. Hmm. Hmm. Because I feel like we're leaving RSU space and going into Jovian space. Well, I feel like what I'm about to do is both to the letter of that rule, fine, and also getting away on a bit of a technicality. Okay, motherfucker. So you're leaving Mars. The first uh, heavenly body after that would be Jupiter, the seat of the uh, Jovian Lunar Commonwealth. That's, uh, which one's the moon for that? That would be Ganymede. Ganymede, yeah. The the ocean planet. Love Ganymede. And, uh... The way that the, your ship and all the ships uh, in the in universe, the way they're, that the, the boot drive operates is that you go from point to point, mm-hmm. sort of like established jump points going from one to the other, and you do have a jump point coming up after Ganymede, but you are keeping tabs on the ship from the bridge with Ambrose while some of the Sidonians muddle about, trying to like find their way to the commissary or find a place to lie down for a minute. Yeah. And you are dropped with a heavy shift in G-forces out of the boot drive's slipstream. Oof. Just short of the planet Jupiter itself. In the middle of a massive debris field full of dead starships. This should not happen. Yeah. I sure as hell didn't program it that way. On any normal day, this should not happen. Uh, And you have to brace against your seat to not be flung about the cabin. In your lab, Otto, many of your books fall off the shelves. You yourself 
fall to the floor. Scarlet, you are braced up against all of the people in the cargo hold who are standing there around with you. This is the worst. And you stare up at the anchors hanging from their tethers in the cargo bay, and you think for just a split second, those might fall. (sighs) There are are a tense few moments where they do angle forward, looming over top of you and everyone else in the cargo hold. I can't stop that. And... People are gasping and screaming all over the vehement. And then you do come to that stop and everything sort of reorients itself back in normal space in this ship graveyard. And on the bridge, Ambrose stands from his chair, looking very concerned. BD, what happened? Where are we? I'm not sure. Just outside of Jupiter's gravitational pull, sir. What the hell could have dropped us out of our slipstream? I'm not sure, but I doubt it is good. Uh, one of the other members of the bridge crew, uh, uh, Judah, he turns to the, address the room. We've got a communique coming in, sir. From out here in the middle of nowhere? You're right, B. This can't be good. Bring it up. And Beatty, once again, you are graced with a familiar-ish sight. Not, not... It's familiar. It's not too familiar. <laughs> but not too... Not familiar. Not familiar. Yeah. It is this disheveled-looking man, cyberware all over his face, uh, various, like, rings and tattoos, and tattered Jovian fatigues. Okay. With a, uh, an old Jovian naval jacket braced over his shoulders, and he's got his hands steepled on the top of a cane, with a ruby inset. Okay. Do I recognize this man generally or just the fatigues? Uh, just the fatigues, but 90% of this guy is not military issue. Yeah. And now I'm going to describe a particular problem in the Jovian uh, Commonwealth. Oh, boy. So along with the, the Jovian military's propensity for deserters, the Commonwealth space has this real problem with pirates. Oh. Both uh, naval, in the case of Ganymede, and intergalactic. Hmm. This man has the look of a pirate to him. So what do you do, Beatty? Well, it's not my ship. You all there in the ship? How many you got in there? More than 50. You armed? As much as a mech ship can be armed. Well, that ain't much, pal. Hmm. Say, I've seen robots around here like you before. I'm well aware. Not many that talk, though. That's a sight. I'm assuming you're wondering, what stopped you? How'd you end up out here, in the middle of space, with my beautiful mug looking right at you? Obviously. Well, when you're, when you're not terrified, it doesn't make it very fun, sweetheart. Guess I can't really ask for inflection from a robot, though. I'll have to make do with the terrified faces of your compatriots. If you're done with your pretending, <laughs> you can go ahead. I want to speak to you, Captain. What the hell's the meaning of all this? You see, friend, there's a bit of a toll you're going to have to pay if you mean to move through my, uh, my sky here. I don't like this. How many people you got on board there? Little robot friend said about 50. (laughs) They got any money on them? Any goods? Anything useful? They're refugees. They came with what they had in their pockets, which was little. I guess we're going to have to scalp it from the lot of you, then. If you're really interested in anything of use... Perhaps try Mars. Things have gone to hell there. You'll have no problem running away with the scraps. Uh, BD, Ambrose sort of backs away 
more toward you and whispers. See, see if you can find, find out how they stopped us. See if you can do anything about it. Yes, sir. I'll try to stall as long as I can. I'm going to roll. I'm going to go to my, um, my little area and uh, roll and assess. Okay. I'm assuming it's an interface. Yes. Okay. And then he steps back up, puts his hands out. Now, I'm sure we can work something out, Mr. The name's Vance. Vance Jaden. That is a eight. No, seven. Wait. Hold on. I can do math. That's an eight, yeah. An eight on an assess. Okay. Thank God for my plus two to interface. All right, Donna. Seven to nine, I will reveal something interesting, potentially useful. Beatty. Uh, in your line of work, in your uh, sphere of knowledge as a navigator, as someone who has been on a lot of ships, uh, you do know of one method of dragging ships out of slip space. Okay. It's usually uh, confined to a box, like a, a small metal box that is usually deployed by a mothership. It is called a boot inhibitor. Okay. And... Knowing this, you scan the area for one, and while you're scanning, you also pick up uh, Vance seven ships hiding among all the space trash. Oof. Seems to be Vance's little pirate fleet. They're not uh, capital ships by any measure, but they are seemingly heavily armed and very fast. Mm. Definitely faster than the vehement. And yeah. the... The boot inhibitor is just beyond them. You can see it actually tethered to one of the ships. Seems that's how it's drawing power and accessing the boot drive and the slipstream to sort of set up a a wall of sorts, like a bit of interference. Okay. Question. Yes. Would it be considered sort of a wireless device? Like it's broadcasting, but can it can take in information as well? It is hardwired to the ship that it is tethered to. Okay. So that means you would have to physically be on the ship to do anything about it? Um, You could always detach it from the ship or destroy it outright. Okay. But it can't be hacked necessarily. It's... I'm looking at Scarlet. I know. I'm also <laughs> mentally. Oh, no. Literally, the moment you said hack, my mind immediately went to this. Did somebody say hack? <laughs> it might have to be like hard pointed in, but you could hack it. Maybe not from a distance. Okay. Nah. Um, is this, uh, is is just the deck hearing this this message or are we? Uh, for now, yes. It's just everyone on the deck, but you do see it sort of making its way down the line into the cargo hold by way of murmuring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm essentially going to turn on my comm so that um, my two teammates, Otto and Scarlet, can hear what's being said. Mm. I'm assuming that you're using a boot inhibitor to keep us where we are. Very, very good. Very well done. That is how we stopped you. And you're just stopping anyone who comes through this airspace? Anyone over a particular weight limit, and you seem to be carrying quite the load. What else you got on there? Can't just be the people. You'd be surprised. Oh, I'm sure you might want to trot it out for me. 
It's mostly people. He said you were a mech carrier. Yes, but these are standard issue. Not very interesting. We can flip anchors all day. They are genetic locked. You would have a difficult time with that. Yeah, we can just strip them for parts. It's not that difficult. I've got people. Now are you going to show me the anchors or am I going to make you show me the anchors? Well, don't go all scarlet in the face. We'll do it when we can. This is me eyeing the Discord. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you said it's too far to hack? Not from my distance? No, not from the ship. You'd have to be either on the opposing ship or able to touch the actual inhibitor. It's like a closed circuit system. I mean, my mech is stealthy. So... That's literally one of his things. Like, it's stealthy. It's silent, difficult to pick up on sensors, and it's invisible. It's completely invisible to sensors. Mm-hmm. Can I get in Katsu Sakura and somehow get outside and see if I can get to the ship? I will say uh, there is one problem, and that problem is you don't have much of a way to get around in space. Crap. Your anchor is not built for space. Good point. Hold on. Let me try something. Like, you don't have the, the boosters necessary for the movement. So I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't, like, fling yourself out of the ship somehow. But it would but be very, very difficult. Um, it would be so difficult. Hey, I, I'm, I'm brainstorming here. Um, I'm afraid we don't have that kind of time, friend. I'm assuming you'll be connecting your ship to ours? Well, you said they were uh, genetically locked. Eh, don't see why we don't just blow you apart and pick up the scraps. You'd be missing out on the cargo I wasn't telling you about. Mm, he, he goes to hang up and then turns back around at hearing that there's more loot. Go on. You said you'd never seen a robot like me before. Not one that can talk, no. What if I told you I wasn't the only one? Um, hey, BD, roll me uh, face adversity. So roll me plus <laughs> your influence. I was to say, this just... sucks. <laughs> I was to say, I have no influence. Bargaining the, or lies. I was to say, is the calm still on? Yes. Yeah, you guys are hearing this. BD, what the fuck are you doing? Trying to save us time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I knew it was too good to be no. true. It's too good oh, to be true. Well, is that bye. good or bad laughing? That's a bad one, huh? Oh, God. What's the number? That was a four minus one. Oh, oh my God. So much for a bluff. Hey, hey, Um. so we can't hack the box, but that's not to say we can't hack the ships. Good point. I was thinking about that, though. Can I hack the ship? <laughs> Can I hack the ship? Not even, like, hack the ship. Can I somehow hijack or upload some kind of thing into the ship? I will say there are seven ships. Yes. My thought only, is specifically the one with the thing that's keeping us from going away I from say, here. I only need one. Yeah. Um... There are probably a number of systems you could hack, yes. Okay, and all of them have some kind of weapon on them. They're like chock-a-block to the teeth with missiles and torpedoes and small arms. So, theoretically speaking, I could hack one of them and use it to maybe lessen the load? Perhaps. I would also like to say, when I say small arms, I do mean some of them do have small grappler arms. (laughs) Because that fucking rules. Yeah, bitch. That is actually really cool. Um, So, I want to try that. Okay. I know you like that. You want to try that. (laughs) BD, you see uh, the previously very interested face of Vance Jaden 
turn very sour and like screw up like he just ate an entire lemon. And then he spits off camera onto the ground somewhere inside the ship. Don't think you can lie to me, you fucking rust bucket. And then he cuts the connection. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! I was going to tell him about my other lie that I did tell. <laughs> the other lie, that was the truth. And I will say, that was a really big fail, BD. Oh, man. That was a yeah, huge fail. That was, that was distressing. I told y'all, not good at talking like that. Because of that fail, I feel like we got less time to get any kind of oh, plan no, the, going. the ships start moving in. We had, I gave us like 30 seconds more. <laughs> not even 30. I feel like that was like 20. The larger ship, the, the ship that is tethered to the, the inhibitor, actually begins to disgorge smaller like fighter craft. And now there's probably about 14 ships. Oof. Okay. Seven small, uh, six medium, one large. I just need one of the mediums. I like get on the comms and just like, guys. So like a cruiser, six corvettes, and a bunch of fighters. First off, you really suck at lying, BD. I'm afraid I had no other options. I'm aware of that. Option number two, grab, a sh- grab one of the ships, take out some of that fleet, and get some leverage. Please do so. We'll have to begin invasive maneuvers up here. I'm on it. Do we have shielding? Uh, All ships do have a certain amount of shielding. Okay. And do we have any weapons other than the mechs? Other than the mechs, uh, there is exactly one other sort of weapon system that you have. It is like a smaller caliber sort of ship-based machine gun, but that is mostly used for shooting down incoming missiles. Okay. Um it doesn't really do much against like it's defensive. ship armor or shields. Yes, it's yes, a purely defensive. That's fine. System. I can deal with that. Um <laughs> well, I guess it's it's time to do the damn thing, huh? It may very well be. I wanna I wanna check in with Otto real quick. What are you what are you up to, old timer? Uh I'm just You have heard all of this. Yes. I'm uh I'm experiencing some sort of breakthrough with the uh, silicone. Are you concerned with the pirates at all? Yes. I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I, the word pirate is uh, often more ominous than the actual people themselves, but in this case, I'm a little wary. I can't lie. All right, back to the bridge. Beatty, you see these ships coming in. Yeah. Scarlet, back in the cargo bay. You are being updated to the situation as it is happening. Where are you going, Scarlet? Are you getting in your anchor, or are you? where are you headed? Yeah, I'm kind of dashing towards the anchor. Okay. I'm dashing towards Katsu. That's where your best hacking systems are? Well, it's the closest one right now. I have the other one in my secret hobble hole. <laughs> uh, Cherry and Donabella and Fiasco are ushering everyone out of the cargo bay since you're about to launch. More or less. <laughs> so, uh, BD, and to an extent Auto as well, it becomes exceptionally crowded outside yeah i'm just kind of like i'm just kind of like everyone get out of the way gotta get to the gotta get to the anchor come on everyone move come on scarlet you get seated in your anchor and you're already already you have like ambrose in your ear what the hell's going on kid what are you doing um what are you doing scarlet can't hear you can't (laughs) i'm not letting you out of this goddamn they're gonna blow what? Uh, th- so I turn off a, the comm. We're on a fucking closed system, you ingrate. <laughs> BD, do not let him out. 
He won't be going out. He can do what he needs to do from where he is. We'll see to it he doesn't get any funny ideas. I got the systems ready. I'm like looking through. Okay. (laughs) And then, um, and I see like the schematics for one of the medium ships and I'm just like, all right, here goes literally everything. And I hit, I hit an enter button. I hit (laughs) enter. (laughs) Scarlet, it is going to take you a few minutes to find the proper uh, schematics that you need and to break into the system. We don't have a few minutes. You certainly do not. Uh, BD. Yeah. The the fighters move in on you and start firing on the ship. Evasive maneuvers, my dude. All right. So roll me a face adversity plus your metal. Okay, doc. To avoid the incoming. Uh, that is a 11. Thank you. Okay. Thank God to make up for things. With your expert skill, you're able to pilot this very cumbersome starship mm-hmm. out of the way of the incoming fire from these fighters. One that is likely going slower than usual because of its heavy load. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, with that successful adversity faced, uh, now, Scarlet, let's access. Okay. Hacker Get voice. to hacking. I'm in. I'm in? Well, we'll find out if you're in. Fuck yeah! Okay, good. <laughs> What is it? I love having the plus two. It oh, made yeah. it a it made it a nice ten. Nice. All right. Nice, even crisp ten. All right, a ten plus. Uh, credentials verified. Access granted. You're in. The system <laughs> is now open to interface based moves, of which I believe you have a few. I, I believe uh, so. One of them was hijack. Yeah, one of them is hijack. When hijack. you access a system, it locks out everyone else. That would be a good move to use. So I'm hijacking. So you've you've locked everyone else out of what system are you trying to get into on the ship? Just like it's controls? Just controls. Just controls, that's fine for the one hack. Okay. They have lost control of the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. What do you want to do with that, with the steering of one of these Corvettes? This is a really, this is a really, really stupid idea. Whatever you do, please just fuck up the boot him. Do you remember that thing? Do you remember that thing from Rogue One where they like crash the ship? You know what? I was literally about to make that exact reference. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna take the ship and kind of crash into the other (laughs) ship. Shit. (laughs) Okay, they are in a formation that would allow you to start to do that. (laughs) So I'm gonna. I've got, You've got a, one staggered to the left of you, one staggered to the right of you. Cool. I'm gonna turn. Go towards the, the sh- one with the boot inhibitor. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm gonna turn to the one with the boot inhibitor and just kind of ram it. Hmm. <laughs> Hit it right there. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> what role is this? I don't even know. Um, I would say launch assault. Maybe. I don't know. This is an attack of some form. But it's not long ranged, is the thing. So I, I think that makes sense. This so, uh, roll me a launch assault. Roll two d six. Add your physique. Okay. <laughs> I think you have a plus one physique, right? Yeah, I have a plus one in physique. All right, let's do that. <laughs> it's an eleven. I'm not even joking. <gasps> All right. Thank God somebody's rolling consistently. <laughs> <laughs> so this Corvette begins to list. And then pick up speed. It veers off course and begins angling toward the rest of the formation. You can see the other ships begin to stop targeting the vehement, and they begin targeting this other Corvette. 
<laughs> as it is making its way directly toward them as they're trying to come at you guys. I can see this happening, correct? Because I'm on the bridge? Yes. Yes, you cool. can. I'm going to prep us for jump. <laughs> Scarlet, the Corvette that you've taken control of explodes. Yeah. Under just this combined fire of all these other ships. Oh, my God. But the husk of the Corvette, as it is still like imploding. Crashing. The escape pods are being launched. It continues forward on its path, crashes into the other Corvette next to it. That Corvette and the one you were on, you were controlling fuse together, and they continue into to tumble. Into a great ball of fire. And it slams into the cruiser, which like lists, lifts up onto one side and is now coming at the vehement at a really weird angle. Oh, boy. And just exploding from the underside. How's the boot inhibitor? <laughs> I will say, uh, well, first let me ask Scarlet. Let me ask you a question since you rolled that. What, what What's the status you wanted? This, how did you want this to end? Well, I wanted the boot inhibitor to be destroyed for okay. one. Okay. And with an 11, uh, this horrible snowballing of metal exploding in space begins to wrap the hard line to the inhibitor around the cruiser until it is a part of this whole mass of exploding starships, and then it's gone. Fuck yes. There are still two Corvettes left, and several fighters. That's how you hack, bitches! Okay, is it physically possible for us to jump, or do we need to do something else? The thing about that is, there is no jump point within reach here. Fuckeroni and cheese. So if you wanted to jump, <laughs> BD, you would have to roll a wild jump. Okay, I'll do it. What does that imply? To try to put yourself back on course. Just no, not adding anything? Yep, yep. Not a single add, nope. <laughs> okay, okay, eight. On a seven to nine, the illness and hallucinations are pronounced. Oh, cool. I will choose one from the list below. You find an uncharted world ready for exploration. You find exploitable resources there for the taking. You discover a scientifically interesting phenomenon. You discover wreckage or ruins of unknown origin. You find a new path to a well-known destination. Or you encounter a faction or culture that is new to you. Oh, man. A lot of those could be bad. <laughs> yeah, you want to be nice. <laughs> well... Max, you've met me. Yeah, you did. We did break your fun pirate toy. <laughs> this isn't about the toy. So, BD. Yeah. What's up? Knowing that you can't make a safe jump, a sanctioned jump from this point, but knowing also that you need to get the hell out of here. Yeah, we can't outrun them normally. Now that you've got your uh, your systems back under control. We used our one party trick, and that's it. <laughs> You begin just typing away at your station mm -hmm. at superhuman speeds only accessible to you as a robot. Yeah, thank goodness, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're thinking about how mean you want to be to me? <laughs> no. Hmm. <laughs> give me a give me a midway. <laughs> Doesn't have to be good, but please don't fuck us over. You did throw pirates at us. All right. Here's what I'll say happens. Now, the, the normal jump point here would be Ganymede. Mm -hmm. When you do this wild jump, you're not entirely sure where you're going to come out. You're hoping Ganymede, because that would be the closest one. Yeah. 
you don't know how you managed this, Speedy. You you will not realize. You will never really understand how you made it. When I die, then you will realize. You have jumped to Miranda. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling you were gonna say that. That's it. You just you've jumped to the moon of Uranus, a sanctioned jump point at Miranda. Well, there we go. And you are floating there at the jump station above the fog-covered Jovian moon. A familiar sight. For you, specifically, yes. Yeah. 